0: Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Right. So what are we talking about today? So can you can you can you just open with me John first John the epistle the epistle. So there's John you know one of the of the of the, of the gospels then there is the epistle the letters so yeah first john second john and third john so i am saying let's open first john chapter number three, verse one now john john was one of the of the disciples of jesus and listen to what he says you know depending on the version that you are using this is nkjv and he says behold it says see what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. In, in other words, it's basically, see what manner of love the Father has lavished upon us. That we should be called the children of God. Say after me, say, I am the child of God. The love of God has been bestowed upon me. He says, Behold what manner of love the the Father has bestowed on us. And he says that we should be called the children of God. And listen to what he says. He says, Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now are we the children of God, and it has not been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. But the emphasis is emphasis on the what manner, what manner, what is love, what manner of love. You see, the world has distorted the love, so you have now just one word that can be used for lots of things um, that are basically linked to emotions and 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 and, and, and other likings. You see so we, for example in english we, we use one word right so we like um I, I i love i love candy i love jelly i love i love a car i love my wife i love i love this i love that basically trying to 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 say something connected to emotions but the word love, if you go on the internet and you, you, you just go on Bible Gateway and search the number of times it appears in the Bible, you'll see that un- unlike any other word that is close to it, like friends, um, peace, it, it happens, it, it appears like 686 times. Isn't that impressive? Surely the Bible has to say something about love. and you know when the the new old testament was written in hebrew and and the and, and the new testament was written in greek and when they when they wrote the authors had to put the word love in a way in i mean contextually depending on what they mean so it, it doesn't carry the same meaning to her so for example there they, they you have four four greek words that describe or explain love, or that way used to mean love. So the first one is, is toge, or stoje. which is s t o r g e g e, which is basically family love. This is the love between a child and, and the parents, a brother and, and a sister, right? In, in the Bible, in the biblical context, you can talk of maybe the, the relationship between Jacob and his sons, the, the relationship between noah and his and his children that kind of love there is another love in, in, in greek which they call phylos but it's also to love as in action is phileo right this is this is a, a friendly love love between friends you see the The place or the the context, the biblical context that best puts it is, for example, the love that was between David and Jonathan. You see, Jonathan loved David because obviously he understood what God had put in David and the journey that God God had with David. And he so much protected David even from from his own father. David, when when Jonathan was, was killed... He mourned and he even expressed, he said, the love of Jonathan was more than the love of a woman. Can you imagine? That's the French friendly love. Just like Jesus. Jesus, the Bible records when he wept at at the funeral of of Lazarus. The Bible says that they said, look at how he loved. him." The word translated is phileo. That's the friendship love. Then obviously there is the other one that we, we normally know of and that's normally used even in the worldly context, which is eros, which is the physical, the, 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 the romantic, the erotic um, kind of relationship, especially like the, the, the love between a boy and a girl. Obviously the Bible has lots of things to talk about that as well. For example, it's, it's the one that's, that's reflected in Songs of Solomon in chapter 1, verse number 2. Now, there is another kind of love, which is the agape kind of love, which is the selfless love. It's the sacrificing love, the unconditional love. So, someone say with me, the unconditional love. The self-sacrificing love. Say after me, self-sacrificing love is selfless love. The, this, this is the context of this. You know, someone will, will be basically asking, why are we talking about this? I want you to, 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 to go with me to, to the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And you understand the importance of this, of what we are talking about. The importance of this subject. He says, though, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Remember, he's not talking that it's not important. But he says, though. He says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. He says, though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, Though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If we go, he says, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be bent and have not love, it profits me nothing. Go to First Corinthians 13:13, the, the, the last the, the last verse of that chapter. He says, Now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is what? Love. Say after me, greatest of these is love. Yes. So that's very important. To the extent that Paul, when he wrote, when he wrote to, the, to, the, to the Ephesians, if you read Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18, he says in his prayer, he says, he says that I pray that you may be grounded and rooted in love. Being grounded and rooted in love. And then listen to what he says further. He says, And that you may comprehend together with how many saints? With all the saints, the length, the width, the height, and the depth of the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge. That was his prayer. The prayer of Paul, he says, I want you to comprehend, not only you, but together with all the saints. What were you to comprehend? To comprehend the length and the width. The dimensions of love. (laughs) He says, I want you to comprehend the length, the width, the height, and the depth of the love of Christ. And that love, he says, it surpasses all knowledge. And the knowledge there is that this scientific, this worldly knowledge, it can't comprehend. It defies the love of Christ. It defies that that love. it It defies that knowledge rather. It defies it. That's how important this is. No wonder why the Bible recalls that God himself is love. God himself is love. That's what the Bible says. That's the importance of this. Let's open this scripture. 1 John chapter number number 7 to 8. 1 John chapter 4 verse 7 to 8. He says, listen to that. He says, beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. Not only is love of God. Listen to this. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love God. He who does not love does not know God. He says, for what? For God is love. Say after me, God is love. God is love. That was not a mistake. Because on, on verse 16, first, same chapter, verse number 16, listen to what he says again. He repeats it. He's, he's telling us, I did not make a mistake. <laughs> listen to what he writes. First John chapter number 4, verse number 16. I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it here. First John chapter number 4, verse 16 he says and we have known and believed the love that God has for us God is love and though and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him he says God is God is love that's why for us when we are talking about the love of God it's no longer an emotion That's why Paul writes, he says, I want you to comprehend it. Because it's not an emotion. Jesus, for us, it's a commandment. It's it's, it's a decision. You have to decide, even if if you, you don't feel it. Because you are not only asked to love those who love you back. Because you are not only asked to love those that sort of, you know, Like you. You know, ah, no, I don't like, I don't love them because the way they look. I don't like them because of what they say. I don't like them because they have been telling so and so about me. I don't like them because of whatsoever reason. But that's not of God. That's what the world teaches concerning love. The world teaches you to love those that love you. But that's not the love we are talking about here. It's an unconditional love, the selfless love. It's not an emotive love. It's a love driven by the word of God. It's a commandment. It's a decision. Say after me, I decide to love. I decide to love. You see, one thing about God is that he will not ask you to do something that is beyond your capacity. He he can't ask you to do something that you cannot do let's open romans chapter number five verse number five you understand that even if you think once you are born again the love of god is put into your spirit the love of god is is in your heart now listen he says now hope does not disappoint now hope does not disappoint because the love of god has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given us. Listen to the construction. The construction is saying the love of God has been poured into our heart. So the other version says the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. You have the capacity to love. He made it so. And now I, Jesus, this when he was telling his disciples, says, now I give you a new commandment. <laughs> That's why I said love for us is a commandment. But you have to understand the love of God. Because you cannot love if you understand this love. You see, God, the Bible records, it says in, 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 in John, the, 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 the gospel, it's John, John chapter 3, 16, it says, for God so loved. He's the originator of this. He says, God so loved the world. You see, when God loved the world, he did not love it because it was righteous. He did not love it because he saw something good out of it. No! He saw the world of sin, the world of decadence, the world of immorality. The world of adultery, the world of, of, of fornication, the world of gossip, the world of reprobates, the world of all sorts of things that you can say. He saw that. And the Bible says, he so loved this world, And he did something about it. You see, the love we are talking about is a doing love. It's not a saying. It's not, a, it's not a something to vocalize. I love you. No, it's a doing. It's an accent. It's something you do. So God is the original. He is the love at one at one hand. He is the love. He is he is the embodiment of love. At one, at, at one, at one side, he is love. At the other, he demonstrated it. He says, for so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him should not perish, but have eternal. Or everlasting life. That's not only the case that we want to to look at. It's not just that. Listen read Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter number 5 from verse number 4 to 6. Romans chapter number 5 verse number 4 to 6 six or six to eight, use six to eight. I'll read it. Romans. This is what he says. He says, for when we were still, listen to what he says, when we were still without strength, not God did not love us because we were strong. He says, when we were with, still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. We were part of the ungodly. Come on. We, we, we were not this. We, we did not love him. We were ungodly. And Christ died for us. And he says, for scarcely, for a righteous man will die. Yet perhaps a good man, someone would even dare to die. It's like, ah, look, you know, you are good. I can die for you. I can, I can take your place because you are good. But it, it doesn't happen, you see? <laughs> you see. But we were, you know, what he's basically saying is, if we were at least good, probably Christ would say, yeah, they are good. I'm going to die for them. You see. But we were so bad. We were so, so bad. And he says, scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love. He said, this is the demonstration. If you want to see the demonstration of God's love, he says he demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. What manner of love love is this? Behold, what manner of love is this that we are called the children of God? That's how he demonstrated it. You see, let's, let's, let's go again to another scripture. We'll open first John chapter number four, verse number nine. You see, John is, is, is something else when it comes to this. You see, he writes this interestingly. First John chapter number nine, f- f- chapter four, verse, verse nine to love. He says, in this, listen, say this, in this, The love of God was manifested. The love of God was demonstrated. The love of God was displayed in this. What this he says, it was this it 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 was it was manifested towards us that God has sent it's a past tense, he's not sent him. He did it, he says that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. He says, In this is love. He's defining the love. He says, in this is love. Not that we first loved him. I told you, I told you, we did not love him. The Bible records we were dead in our sins. We were, we were not a people. We did not love him. We were dead in our sins. And he says, in this is love. Not that we loved him. But he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation. Listen, you can, you can substitute that with... To be the satisfaction for our sins. To, be, to, to pay for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you not excited about this? Listen to me and listen to me very carefully. You do not need the approval of men. To understand how God has loved you, you see. Because the people that you are waiting for to to give an approval of you, they're actually struggling with loving themselves. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because sometimes they don't even love themselves. (laughs) And you're waiting for them to approve or to give you love. God has already loved you. God loves you so much. I'm here to tell you, and I'm not the first one to tell you. John has already told us. I'm just reminding you and pointing you to the place where it's written. God so loved you. He still loves you. Listen, there's nothing good that you can ever do to buy the love of God. God will not love you next year more than he does now. Listen, God loves you now where you are seated. You are telling me, even with what I have done yesterday, even with what I have said yesterday, even with what I am thinking right now, listen, it has nothing to do with it. It's an unconditional love. It's not based on conditions. You cannot do good enough to make God love you more than he does now. You can, it, it's impossible. He loves you now. Now, oh, now. I say now. He loves you now, period. That's, that's something. I mean, that's something for me. <laughs> now, not tomorrow. It's not a promise. Listen, this is not a promise. It's a present, our reality. All you need is to awaken and to tap into it. Now he loves you. Behold, what manner of love is this, <laughs> that we might be called the children of God? What does He say to you? For you, this is what He says. Can we go to First John chapter number four, starting with verse seven again? We have read this. He says, "Beloved." let us love one another for love is of god what he wants you to do the same love with the same love the agape the unconditional the selfless love that he has given you that he has bestowed upon you you need to love you need to love you need to love one another you need to love one another not with words not with words he said can, can you go to First John chapter number 4, verse 20 to 21. Not with words. For if someone says, listen to this, I love God. But he hates his brother. He is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? How can you love him? if you do not love your own brother he says in this commandment we have from him we have a commandment that he who loves god must his love his brother also you are walking in love you are going he is you're the love of god is said abroad in your heart already you can walk in love you don't have to go and work on it you can love now now you can love. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can we stand to our feet? Can you say this after me? And you say, you say, you say it. I, I mean, when I was talking, I mean, things flooded your minds. I mean, people, people, maybe people's names came into your mind. I mean even you see someone probably who has done something so wrong against you and 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 you are thinking about how can I love them? How can I love them? You see maybe someone you you have been struggling with love you have been struggling you know not not thinking that you are so far away from God that God does not love you. But say this after me say I am the beloved of God. God loves me, I am a child of God, God loves me without conditions, unconditionally I am born of God, I am born of God and therefore I love, I walk in the commandment of God, I love someone else I love my brothers. I love my sisters. I love my family. I love everyone with the love of God. Father, thank you today. Thank you because of what you have demonstrated in that while we were still sinners, while we were ungodly, while we were drowned in our own things, Lord, you loved us and you sent and demonstrated by sending your own son to die for our sins, that we might live through Him. Lord, in the name of Jesus, this morning, thank you that we realize that your love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Lord, as we leave this place, we declare that we 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 we, we reveal. We manifest your love. And by this, they will know us. By our love for each other, they will know that we are your disciples. Lord, let them be affected. Let them be affected. Let let our love that we issue manifest and touch lives. Lord, even in our own families. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. In the same say, Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.